Right, so let's kick it off with episode 35 of Solid 60. Uh, it is still the 4th of December, so two back-to-back here. I'm trying to do my Rocky Creed Marathon Bumper special kick it off with Creed 1, which I kind of half-watched, as mentioned in the last podcast, while also watching a nearly three-year-old. So had a bit of trouble there, but still got the gist of it, which is that Adonis Johnson, the son of famous kickboxing... Sorry boxing champion it would be a different movie otherwise the, the, the spirit would be there probably not as many people watching it his father obviously died in a boxing match in Rocky 4 1985 he wasn't born until after the death and wants to follow his father's footsteps in boxing he seeks a mentor who is the former heavyweight boxing champion and former friend Rocky uh, Ro- former friend of Creed uh, Rocky eventually agrees to mentor mentor Adonis uh, with Rocky's help they get to a title fight uh, and they've got to face even deadly opponents than his father but whether he's a true fighter remains to be seen of course he is he goes on and spoiler 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 alerts he uh, wins the match in the next movie he goes on to fight the son of Drago um, and that's that's a really good movie uh, Creed 1 got 7.6 on IMDB it came out in 2015 it made a shit ton of money it got all sorts of awards Ryan Coogler wrote the screenplay and he directed it. He's not involved in the second one, unfortunately. I think he's a producer, but other than that, it's mostly all about uh, Stallone and Michael B. Jordan. Uh, but yeah, it's got uh, 82 meta score. So we're going to check out some trivia, which I have not read at all. So there might be some pauses here, which I'll clean up. So while training, Adonis wears a shirt with the message, Why do I want to fight? Because I can't sing and dance. That's a line from Rocky to Adrian on their ice skating date in the first Rocky. So a little bit of a fourth wall breaker there. Though the entire series is full of them, so you shouldn't get too hung up on that. Well, Weathers gave his strong endorsement to the movie and Michael B. Jordan's performance. Jordan felt extremely honoured. Well, there's that. He was a bit of a dick about the last one, i.e. not getting a role, for obvious reasons. So at least he came around. Just as the film was entering pre-production, his oldest son died of a heart attack. Uh, Stallone admitted the loss almost sent him into a full breakdown, but Ryan eventually convinced him to use the film as a dedication to Sage, focusing on the father-son relationships that appear in it. Creed helped him cope with Sage's death. I mean, God, it's, you never want to outlive your children. That's, I can't imagine anything like that. I've been listening to too much true crime, and the recent one from The Vanished that uh, Karen directed me to about a seven-month-old being snatched from a crib by an angry, spurned lover of the husband whose name is Emma and she's still alive walking around as a 60s plus year old just free as a bird because they can't quite prove it but if you listen to all the evidence it's pretty fucking obvious just just awful 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 woman and the the pain that you hear in the mother's voice the sister's voice of the, of the young boy it's just heartbreaking 30 40 years looking for the kid who'd now be probably 35 I think the podcast is a few years old if he's still alive, it seems unlikely, but I I digress. I just, yeah, the whole, I can listen to true crime all day, but as soon as it hits, like, anything to do with children, it's just, ooh, it's tough. Um, but you push through, and it does make me a lot more, I mean, I love the kid to bits no matter what, but it certainly makes you appreciate them more and what you have uh, when you realise how easy it would be to lose it all. Uh, Sylvester Stallone, back to it, uh, requested that Jordan wear the famous... American flag trunks that Creed wore in Rocky and Rocky wore in Rocky 3 and Rocky 4. You've got to have some traditions. 
This is the first uh, film that's not written by Sylvester Stallone. Oh, I did not know that. That's uh, probably part of why it did so well. I mean, the others had their place, but uh, needed to be done. 69 when the film was released, the same age as Burgess Meredith when Rocky was released. Holy shit, so he's the same age as the original trainer. Was it Mickey? Yeah, it's Mickey. Was kicking off. And he looks a little bit better than Burgess did, but then Burgess didn't have 30 years of Hollywood pampering and you know personal trainers and all the weightlifting and all those HG, what are they called? Human growth hormones, HGH. Gimme, gimme, gimme. I'm not bitter. I'm not uh, scornful. I would be on that shit if I was, you know, in that world. Sylvester Stallone stated on Morning Call that he wants to follow this character and to do more Rocky in the Creed sequels. Of course he does. You know, it's when he's onto a good thing. At least he kicked the cancer the character got in this movie. That was a big plot point. And, of course, Creed inspires him to fight it. He wanted to be macho and just take it, but tapped into his, his uh, main character's strength of his character which is to just keep fighting the Everton vs West Brom game where some of the crowd shots were filmed was a Monday night Sylvester Stallone is a big Everton fan and asked fans if they wanted to participate oh that's cool he's good at uh, doubling up pretty Ricky Conlon is played by real life Liverpool boxer Tony the Bomber Bellew yeah it's good at least they're using real boxers now he did look like a very scary and very physically able dude that you know could inflict some serious punishment and by the time Jordan's done training yeah he's he's pretty intimidating as well in the filming of this movie Stallone had to break up a fight between two other boxers well it seems to happen a lot in these movies Stallone revealed that in all of his Rocky films there had been at least one instance of him being knocked down for real which in a sense had become something of a tradition uh, Jordan agreed to deliberately shoot such a case for this film citing if you can't take it if you can take it so can I as initially apprehensive I said no 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 it was a struggle to get the last one done and I was so happy with Balboa and the conclusion. I thought we don't need to go any further. But it was the director's persistence that led him to reconsider. Thank God Kugler was, you know, a tiger. Hey. There are numerous extended shots in the film which a cinematographer said helped penetrate the inherent manipulation of filmmaking. The most celebrated is an entire two-round boxing match captured in a single shot. No post-production was used. Everybody thinks we're cheating, but that is one shot. The Olympic gold medal that Danny Stuntman Wheeler shows off in the promo scene is real and belongs to the actor he won the light heavyweight at the 2004 summer games yeah he's, he's the real deal michael b jordan uh credits stallone with putting him in at ease while he joined a cinematic legacy i didn't even check <laughs> where the mic was all right yeah i accidentally left the mic on the floor hopefully it's a little less echoey now uh i can't be bothered starting again i did have a listen you can still hear me in the earlier Let's see, first six and a half minutes. Hopefully a little bit clearer now. So on I go. Fictional Delphi Boxing Academy is advertised as home of Apollo Creed. Delphi is a site in Greece dedicated to the god Apollo after he was said to have slain a dragon there. Appropriately in Liverpool, Adonis Creed stays at the Adolphi Hotel. A variation on the name meaning Place of the Brothers. That's pretty cool. Uh, Adonis is named after a character in Greek mythology, whereas Apollo is named after the Greek sun god. Adonis is named after the demigod of beauty and desire. Fair enough given how goddamn beautiful Michael B. Jordan is. Sly did the biggest thing for me, which was to take the pressure off of me, not to worry about competing or living up to what the other Rocky films were, just to be myself. Uh, the longest film in the Rocky saga. The first movie not featuring the characters of Paulie. They don't really say how he died. He just uh, got to old age, I guess. I wouldn't be surprised if it was something to do with all that alcohol. Uh, Ryan Kluger wanted to uphold the father-son theme. It's a sport where you need to lean on other people. 
you see fighters have this bond with their trainer. We saw it with Tyson, Kus, D'Amato. We saw it with Rocky and Mick. It's a very special bond. We want to capture that. Tessa Thompson worked with Coogler to make sure her role was more than just that of the love interest. Now, Ryan really wanted to show a girlfriend character in the context of a sports movie that was complicated, that had her own life and her own dreams. I think that's something we hope women can relate to. Stallone stated the film is large part a film about father-son relationships. The first draft uh, was trimmed down with the ending changing several times. With the release of this film, the only character that appeared in all of the films set in the universe is Rocky himself. In second place are Paulie and Tony Duke Evers, previously appeared in six films prior to this. Tessa plays musician Bianca, is a musician in real life. She has produced music, part of the electro band Caught a Ghost, and wrote three songs used on the Creed soundtrack. She writes as well. She looked really familiar, like I've seen her a lot in something. I couldn't really pick what it was. I will have another look now, because I was talking Lewis, who I saw the second movie with, was like, um, yeah, she's a famous musician. And I'm like, yeah, what have I seen her in? Something Westworld, but not, she's Tessa Thompson, but she's not like the main girl. Like there's, there's two main female characters. She must be one of the other sort of, uh, she's in a lot of it. That's probably who I'm thinking of. I want to see her in character on Westworld. Westworld. I'm going to go through her gallery. There's a lot of her in shots in in some other film that I don't recognise. Looking good. Looking very 80s. I'm trying to find some Westworld shots. That's it, that's it, that's it. Oh my god, I keep forgetting. That's like the third time I've had to remind myself. Yep, she's the Valkyrie. That's the main one that I'm like, oh yeah. And she kicks absolute ass in that thing. Um, So that's, that's the main one that I was like, oh my god. She's such a strong, like, kick-ass character. And uh, she just keeps pumping them out. And going down that list, that's, a, that's she's been in a shitload of stuff. So, I think Veronica Mars way back in 05. And Cold Case. So, yeah, it's enough of her. But hopefully we see more as time goes by. Much like Rocky and Balboa, this film reflects the circumstances under which it was made. In this case, finally handing the reins of the franchise he created over and nurtured for 40 years to a fresh new talent who can help it stay alive by taking it in a new direction. Some crowd scenes were shot at Goodison Park, Liverpool, England during the halftime of the Everton vs West Bromwich Albion Premier League fixture. They're good at piggybacking. The film that is playing on the television when Michael B. Jordan and Tessa Thompson fall asleep on the couch is Skyfall. There's probably some like weird fourth wall stuff in there if you go deep into it enough. Uh, Michael B. Jordan gained 24 pounds of muscle by working out two to three times a day, six days a week, and adhered to a strict diet for almost a year since he didn't have a body double. He had to learn how to box in preparation. So three times a day, six days a week with a strict diet, I could end up looking maybe nearly half as good. That's worth it. I would do that if I could afford to. So he was born, the actor, in 1987, two years after the fictional death of Apollo Creed, so, yeah, they're, they're close. I mean, they do say he's born after he died, but they're, ooh, they're really stretching it there. But it, it just sort of works. First Rocky film that Stallone did not write. Coogler penned the script along with Aaron Covington. But they both consulted him in order to nail down Rocky's voice and tone. He uses Creed, uses Shakur for his intro music. Michael Jordan himself is rumoured to be the front runner to play Tupac in the forthcoming biopic about the late West Coast legend. Oh, that would work. It reunites Wood Harris and Michael B. Jordan after The Wire. Wait, I have to... Because I saw The Wire and I don't remember which one Michael G. Jordan was. Oh, yeah, Wood Harris. I was like, oh, yeah, that's the dude from The Wire. See, I recognised him. 
I guess he had a bigger role than Jordan. In the final fight during the crowd scenes, you will see a cameo of the football manager of Everton, Roberto Martinez. Yay, who cares about football? First fight scene with Little Adonis appears in the movie when he is separated from the other kids he's beating up. The way he's grabbed and carried by the waist resembles a scene where Apollo is separated from Rocky. Oh, that's that's pretty cool. Bit of connected tissue there. The place that Adonis and Bianca go to eat is a well-known place for cheesesteaks called Max. Uh, it's the same place Kevin Hart shot some of his opening scenes of Kevin Hart Laugh at My Pain, uh, where Kevin purchased steaks for the customers in the store at the time of filming. That's pretty cool. Ryan Coogler grew up watching the Rocky films with his family. He wanted to tell a personal story, much like he did with Fruitvale Station. The built-in fan base and pop culture appeal was a bonus. It's the second time Jordan has played a boxer. He played one in Law and Order in 2010, back when he was just a bit part actor. He was always going to go on to greater things. Oh, this is weird. He, uh, Jordan's character quotes a line from The Godfather, a film in which Talia Shire co-starred. Shire also plays Adrian, Rocky's wife, in previous films. Joe Spinelli played Tony Garzo in the first two Rocky films, played Willie Chichi in the first two Godfather films. There's always going to be crossover stuff like that. Like, they, they have all these shots in Balboa that I just watched. of They reference Ali and Rocky Marciano, who Rocky was based on. So it's a little bit... Hang, hang on. They really... Because like, they don't mention them at all in the first five movies. But by the time they get to Balboa, it's like, let's just, you know, call a spade a spade. It's all out there. We've got Tyson, we've got everyone. 2018, his Best Supporting Actor nom is the only one that any actor has been Oscar-nominated for a performance that is not in the first three entries of a franchise. That's a weird, specifically narrow bit of trivia. The only time in a Rocky movie that someone is heard using the F-word, well, it's about bloody time. What should I say about fucking time? Placement of names in Donnie's shorts have an important psychological effect. The word Creed faces his opponent, who would then think about his father's heavyweight legacy, while the back sees Johnson for the cameras. The audiences to build Donnie's own legacy. Oh, that's cute. It's the first time in the series to get a PG-13 rating. Rocky reveals Apollo won the third fight. Yep, that, that's a thing. In Paulie's room, when Rocky talks about his son moving to Vancouver, there's a photo of Sylvester Stallone as a younger Rocky and a very young Sage Stallone, uh, his oldest son. Ryan Kuliger urged a reluctant Stallone to give him the picture since he thought it wouldn't be right not to have a representation of Sage in the movie. Stallone admitted that he personally views the film as a dedication to Sage. That's pretty goddamn touching. One deleted scene shows uh, Donis admiring his father's boxing memorabilia, which include paintings, blah, blah, blah. Oh, that's a pretty silly goof. Why isn't that? That really should be in goofs. That's just a bit of... They do get them mixed up occasionally. One deleted scene shows him, yeah, admiring the memorabilia, and uh, there's a sports page from The Times, which is April 6, 1982. The date is read closely. It's seen as Wednesday... Yet April 6th was a Tuesday. <gasps> How dare they? Bit of trivia, which is a bit silly. We could get over that. We can let them slide on that one, I think. It doesn't exactly spoil their legacy. It's an alternate universe. Come on. In their world, it's a freaking Tuesday. Get with it. So I don't think there's going to be as much trivia on the second one. It's done, I think, really well at the box office. 67 is the meta score. 7.9 on IMDb. And, oh yeah, the Creed, the first one, the tomato meter was 95%, the audience score was 89%, so that's pretty damn good. I won't read any of their reviews, but if we go to, uh, there's Creed 2, I'll look at the uh, in theatres section, there it is, 16 million so far, you'd really want it to be more, 83% tomato meter, 88% audience score, everyone likes it, 
yeah, they don't seem to on these websites like when you listen to podcasts or you listen read reviews, they always mention about how well it did financially. But when you go to the main sites like this, it's hard to see at a glance whether it was successful or not. You have to sort of really dig deep to find that stuff. Just suppose it's a good thing. It shouldn't you know, the quality of the film shouldn't hinge on that. Um, but it is something people want to know. So I don't know. It'd be nice if they flashed that up a bit better. Creed two. So that's fine. So I'm sure. Well, we'll look at the storyline under the tutelage of Rocky. Uh, Donald's Creed faces off against Victor Drago, son of Ivan Drago, and it is brutal. So uh, instead of training in the snow, they take him to the desert. Be interesting to see how much there is. There's a bit. There's a bit. It'll keep me going to. We're 21 minutes in now, so this is perfect. Make it a nice, short, punchy episode. Stallone backed out of directing the film. I thought he had directed it. He's now training Apollo Creed's son. He's two years older than Mickey was when he trained Rocky in the original movie. Yeah, well, that makes sense. It's two years after the first one. Just like Rocky Four, none of the prominent Russian characters are played by Russian actors. Yeah, of course not. Florian Montenot. Which one is that? He's German-Romanian. Oh, and I accidentally clicked on his actual... Oh, that's the actor. That's his son. Yeah, he's a scary dude. Oh, my God. I mean, you thought Dolph Lundgren was intimidating. This guy is a, literally a monster. Like, I can't imagine anyone other than maybe that Man Mountain from Game of Thrones being able to tackle him. And Bridget Nelson is Danish. Oh, wow. I, I knew she was like, an amazing actress, but I didn't realize it was Bridget Nielsen. I know that name. One of the extras during the big fight between Creed and Drago was also an extra in Rocky Four. Initially from winning the role of extra from a cereal box contest and from auditioning online. Creed 2 marks the fifth collab between Stallone and Dolph. Uh, yeah, they've probably done other movies together. As a fan script for a Drago spin-off movie. Um, that would be cool. Because there's definitely a lot more to those two. I would like to see. They, they do kick some ass. And, you know, in the end they kind of redeem their shittiness. Because they, they're fighting on hate. The whole thing is with... Jordan is he's doing it for love or Creed it's, it's a bit more of a noble pursuit for him whereas uh, the motivations for Drago are a little less virtuous it's it's like yeah we want to get the mum back because obviously after the Rocky Four, she just kind of skips out she's like you lost I'm out and then takes off as some Soviet political puppet master and then they briefly come back when he's winning the son only to duck out again as soon as it looks like he might lose. So I think in that moment, Dolph's like, oh, man, I really have to... I'm doing this all wrong. And hugs his son and starts working out with him, not just on top of him. So there's some redemption there, or at least character arc. A brief fight scene between Rocky and Ivan Drago was filmed, but omitted from the release. The scene would take place in the hospital by the security desk. Both would exchange fists before immediately being broken up by security. Although it would have been cool to see. There's certainly a lot of tension there. Uh, when Adonis is looking at archival footage of Creed's death, it's actually unused takes from Rocky IV. It showed up one of the TV spots for the film showing on a TV screen at the restaurant that Adonis and Bianca visit after his championship fight. In the TV spot, the footage was not yet restored. However, in the final film, the footage has been properly restored and color-timed. Director Stephen Cappell Jr. even mentioned that he was given access to raw footage from Rocky IV, albeit in regards to using footage from the Drago fight. Well, of course, get all the stuff he can get. Sage Northcutt, Northcutt heavily campaigned to get the role of Ivan Drago's son. Let's have a look at him and see if he could have... Nope, nope, nope. I mean, I can see why he would maybe look more like Dolph Lundgren. I mean, he's got this blonde, spiky hair and... Yeah, okay, there's a resemblance to 
Lundgren in a way, but once you see the dude they used, you're like, well, they got to go with him. It's got to be such a huge, and it's got to mirror the Rocky fights in that it's always someone like twice the size of the, the hero. David and Goliath stuff, the audience laps it up. They've all appeared in Marvel Universe films, yeah. Stallone was in Galaxy, Jordan in Black Panther, Thompson in Thor, Dolph Lundgren was Punisher, <laughs> Milo, who played Wolverine in Wolverine. Wow. I have to open that link. 2011 Wolverine. He's from Heroes. That rings a bell. Okay, that's why I was like, God, how do I know him so well? So he was in Wolverine. I must have been as a younger Wolverine. Oh, no, it was the TV miniseries. I didn't even know they did a TV miniseries. Yeesh. There's a callback of Adonis pre-fight nerves from the previous film about him having to defecate minutes before having to go fight. Yeah, it's not the word they used. Except in this uh, movie, she like use sign language because she's going deaf. Spoiler alert. Uh, his, his partner, so good sense of humor about that. During the weigh-in for the first uh, fight, Ivan tells Adonis, you aren't as big as your father. Uh, <laughs> Carl Weathers is listed at 6-1. Jordan is listed at 6. Drago may have been referring to the fact that technically Adonis was a light heavyweight, uh, while Apollo was a true heavyweight. He's just a man. Be more man than him. He's similar to what Apollo said to Rocky. That's his advice to create fourth movie releasing in 18 that features a Kendrick Lamar song in its previews. That guy's getting lots of press. Oh, play. Director of Creed, uh, Ryan Coogler, did envision doing a trilogy. However, due to being busy with directing Black Panther, it's unknown to what were his original plans. Yeah, they had to just keep rolling without him, unfortunately. But I think they did pretty well. It doesn't begin with a recap of the previous film's final fight. I'm glad they dropped that. I mean, it was, it was cool that they kept doing it in the originals, but a little weird. Like, it marked those films. Like, oh, that's what they do. Okay, and we're back into it. But I, in the end, I would just fast forward. Because I'm like, I've seen this stuff. Why did they just... They start, like, five minutes at least before the end of the previous movie. And it's like, come on, guys. Let's just get into the new stuff. Adonis's victory over Danny Wheeler and winning the Mustang car is a callback to the sparring match in the previous movie. Uh, further, Adonis gets criticized for feeling satisfied with his victory and was told the stuntman was three years past his prime. The previous movie is exactly three years before this one. In the film, Bianca has progressive hearing loss. Uh, while her daughter Amara was born almost totally deaf, it is extremely rare for a person with progressive hearing loss to produce a totally deaf child with a partner that has no congenital hearing abnormalities. Yeah, but it happened, okay? It might be rare, but that's what happened. Don't pick on that. Makes for some really moving moments. Adonis trains similarly to Rocky in uh, Rocky Four, which includes well-isolated places and types of workouts. Yeah, it gets really old school. It's like throwing tires, pounding like literally just dirt with a hammer. It's more like a sledgehammer. Freeze frames of punches to the face and the larger boxer picking up and throwing down the smaller boxer. That's uh, similarities to the original match. He picks him up. Jesus. HBO boxing. Oh, I, I don't think he means with his hands in the air. Like picks him up above his head, just throwing around the ring a bit. 50 million estimated. Well, that's pretty good. Opening weekend was 50, 35 million. The gross so far is 80. Yeah, they're doing all right. Oh, no, the budget was 50. If the gross at the moment is 80, then yeah, they're okay. There was a scene just as, he, as the fight turns, and they hadn't used the music at all, and I hadn't realized. But when that scene came in strong with the music and the comeback from uh, Creed, it was just intense. I, I didn't realize how much it, the previous films had kind of 
settled into my subconsciousness and once that music hit I was just I wanted to stand up and cheer so it might have been some like by the numbers structure wise but it worked it fucking killed it for me so that's Creed 2 and Gerardo mentioned the scores so you know 70s 80s lots of happy people uh, I was happy Lewis was happy everyone's happy even Scooter who's like it's 4 o'clock where's food I'm like I fed you at lunch chill for at least another hour I cooked some chicken at home for me you have to put up with like gravied beef sorry dude they're both here right now so they're both a little early Compi has a large gaping wound on her head it seems to be healing over though uh, lots of people say, yeah, you should take it to the vet and I'm like that would cost money I can't even pay for my car insurance let alone the few grand it would be to have surgery on a cat and to be honest she's dead weight love it a bit but uh, I only see her at meals time, meal time so come on stop leave her see now I have to throw my phone actually used to be the smaller cat now he's the bigger one he has just grown by leaps and bounds and he knows when daddy's mad so it's getting warm it was a nice short day on the job so I was managed to get two podcasts done in one day I hope uh, they've been bearable thought it'd be interesting to focus purely on this whole universe of Rocky and Creed looking forward to a third one for someone that has no interest in boxing or martial arts in any kind of big way even though I pay $80 a fortnight to go to jiu-jitsu that I haven't done in months surprised at how much I got into them because ultimately it's a universal story that covers father-son relationships the romantic side of things to a small degree both between Stallone and his wife and, and yeah there's some touching stuff there but I'm I really like the Tessa Thompson-Jordan relationship because it's more of an equal thing. Like, she's got her own shit. They moved to LA mainly so she can... You know, he wants to get out of Philly, but it's a lot so uh, she can follow her career with the music and everything. So it's she's not just a two-dimensional cutout there to support him. She's really part of the team. Uh, she's not just, oh, don't do it. You'll get mushy brain. It's, it's like, you want to do it? I'm all for it. Comes in right next to him. Not just sitting in the crowd. She... She's out in front uh, in the final fight, like, leads the... I mean, I guess he comes out to a two-pack song in Creed 1. In Creed 2, he comes out to her singing. So that's a really beautiful moment as well. So can't recommend them enough. Even if you hate boxing, I think you'd enjoy it if you've got any kind of uh, humanity left in you or a pulse. Scoot up! Oh, fucking end you. Christ. All right, on that note, with the cat driving me nuts... And uh, it's going to be a short one, especially compared to the last, but that's okay. Just got to roll on. I'm trying to think of any other personal notes to add. Uh, not really. It's going to be back to full shifts tomorrow. It's a big day. This weekend, hopefully get a banana split done. See at least one of the kids. The smaller one, loving the bits. Get out and about, maybe go to the zoo. Just got to live life as cliched as possible. What can I come up with? I'm just trying to enjoy it as, as much as possible, given the constraints that life allows i'm totally just rambling here so i'll let <laughs> i end it before it gets any worse it's 4 22 p.m on the 4th of the 12th there's a nice kind of uh some symmetry to that yeah once again peace out till next week i love you all